Ooh, another one like a fresh one. Am I right, everyone? Oh, a little bit of ASMR to start the uh, podcast. Uh... Oh, yeah. The last drop, everyone. I wanted to have a little seltzer on the side while we have this uh, Ip Man 2 podcast review here on the Look It Out podcast. Excuse me. <sighs> Refreshing. So, we just covered Ip Man 1. Starring Donnie Yen. By now, I've already revealed that Ip Man, the 2008 movie, was based off of the Grand Master of whoops, Bruce Lee. And formally, before that, we found out that uh, I believe that the Wing Chun style of uh, Kung, uh, the uh, Kung martial arts that they were performing, um, came was deriv- uh, derived from um, two women back in the day. So I thought that was just really badass. A couple things that I forgot to mention in the original It Man review. First thing was uh, I watched it on Netflix. There, uh, It Man one through four are available on Netflix. I've only watched the first two, so those are the only ones I'm going to be able to talk about. We're not going to go past uh, It Man 2 with with regards to talking about the spoilers. Um, And I'll give a clear section of when we're talking about the spoilers. Um, It Man 1 really solidifies itself at the end of it, saying that this is the rest of the It Man's life. And um, Netflix has a way of just kind of yada yadaing all of the credits of about everything they do, um, they want you to watch the next thing within the next like five seconds before you can even think about watching the credits. So um, with all of that, uh, I didn't get to watch too much of the Ip Man one credits, but there is some uh, words of flash on screen that basically talk about how he lives his life um, after the events of Ip Man one. And so, Going into Ip Man 2, you kind of know that the stakes aren't quite as uh, astronomical, I guess, in the same way. Um, or not astronomical, but like as high in demand, because we've already been told Ip Man's destiny at the end of Ip Man 1. <clears throat> so, um, let me get a little bit of... Let me get a little bit of... Monica. So tonally, I think Ip Man 1 and Ip Man 2 are kind of within the same realm, but they do have slightly different dramatical uh, sections within the story um, that differentiate themselves from, you know, um, you know, 1 and 2. Ip Man 2, Legend of the Grandmaster, 
is a 2010 Hong Kong biographical martial arts film loosely based on the life of Ip Man, a grandmaster of the martial art Wing Chun. A sequel to the 2008 Ip Man, Ip Man 2 was directed by Wilson Yip, the same director, stars Donnie Yen as in the first one, who reprises the leading role. Continuing after the events of the earlier film, the, se the sequel centuries on Ip's movement uh, in British Hong Kong and attempts to propagate his discipline of Wing Chun, but faces rivalry from other practitioners, including his local master of Hung Gai martial arts. So um, we have basically the same technical team as we do the first one. You can kind of feel it behind the scenes. Uh, the guy that is responsible, Sam, um, what's his name? Sam, Sam Bo Hong. He was the action choreographer and I believe the action, like basically the action director of the first movie. And they were trying to secure the rights to have uh, the Bruce Lee story in the uh, in this movie. However, they were unable to finalize the rights with uh, Lee's descendants, I believe it's, it's, it's here. And so they were unable to create the story with the Bruce Lee uh, tie-in. Um, so they decided to have, I think, what would be the next best thing, Sam O. Hung, the action director of the first one. We talked about how amazing the action was in the first one. Why not have him in the second movie? So the producer, Raymond Wong, first announced a sequel to Ip Man's theatrical release in December 2008. I believe it was very, very soon after Ip Man 1. Let me see. I believe I talked about when it was um, released. Yeah, it, it was released in uh, December at the same time. So Ip Man 2 was almost uh, right after, released right after, um, or announced, sorry, re announced right after. Um yeah, so they wanted to have the relationship in the second movie to focus between um, Ip and his most famed disciple, Bruce Lee. However, they're unable to finalize the rights with the descendants and decided briefly to portray Lee as a child. Um, principal photography for Ip Man 2 began in August 2009 and concluded in November. Filming took place inside a studio in and located in Shanghai. For the sequel, Yip Sorry, I think that some people are getting yip uh, put on their, when they're typing, it's turning yip to yip. So I'm seeing that all the time. So yip aimed to create a more dramatic arts martial arts film in the terms of story and characterization. Wong's son, screenwriter Edmund Wong, uh, wanted the film to explore the treatment of Hong Congers is that a derogatory? I don't know if that's derogatory, but I'm I'm seeing that on Wikipedia, so I'm I'm guessing it's not Hong Kongers during the colonial era in Westerners' um, perception. Sorry, they wanted to explore the treatment of Hong Kongers during the colonial era in Western perceptions of Chinese martial arts. Sorry, I think I've already had too much seltzer, and I'm gonna have more.
Um, IP, uh, IP. Ip Man is the second film in the Ip Man film series, premiering in Beijing April 21st, 2010. It looks like they didn't want to keep the December release. I kind of would like these. Dis- like, I could see these more being like spring summer movies and not so much like December um November releases. No you normally have more dramatic movies kind of down in, you know, past September, October, November, December. Those are kind of more like for big awards. Um I think action's more earlier in the year. So I think April's a little bit more appropriate for it. Um let me see. The film was met with positive reviews, um, particular praise for the film's storytelling and Sammo Hung's martial arts choreography. I mean, the dude did an outstanding job in the first movie. I'd say the first half of this movie is very impressive with all the martial arts. Um, there's something that that happens at the turning point for this movie that, first of all, I feel like takes a while to really understand where the correlations of the story is actually going um <clears throat> in this movie the film grossed over 13 million on its opening weekend um immediately surpassing it man's opening weekend gross during the theatrical run it man brought uh it man 2 brought over 43 million domestically and it's uh and its domestic theatrical gross made it the highest grossing Hong Kong film released during the first half of 2010. It Man 2 grossed an estimated 49 million worldwide. This amount does not include successful DVD sales over the US, Asia, and Europe. So it looks like they got wised up and they started selling a little bit more to the... Uh, broader worldwide worldwide market i think the only difference in this movie is the cinematographer with o sing poo being the first cinematographer in the first movie and we have poon hang sang in the second one so i can't really say that i could tell too much differently in this movie with the exception of maybe the action in some scenes um I think I prefer the action in the first movie better. Mostly because of the circumstances as well. Um, The believability in this second movie was just, for me, was a lot harder to believe. So, um, same running time, 109 minutes. And uh, same writer-director. And, yes, we are getting ready to discuss the plot of it man 2 this is where we're going to leave some of the people that are uh, non-patreon members and people that aren't subscribing that aren't going to get to see the full review but we're going to save some of it and give some of y'all some of it you know you never know i'm going to leave uh the full review for some people that you know deserve it they have been long time loyal listeners you already know i don't know why i'm talking like joe pesci all of a sudden the seltzer got me over here like what's going on okay so i'm gonna stop talking like this so um uh yeah, so typically we have the full reviews for uh, Patreon members only. I am kind of dilly-dabbling here and there with some of the editing. So um, we'll probably have a slightly shortened review for YouTube. Um, full review, 
full audio review, mastered, SoundCloud, Patreon, get it early, get it live on Twitch, get it um, in video, and get this all goodness in um, on YouTube. You get to see my face like, hey. Um, so uh, check out all of the social medias, and uh, yeah, let me know how I can improve. Sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained. This seltzer got me all like which way. I probably shouldn't have chugged it so fast. Um, I blame it on the bubbles is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do on here. So, uh, oh yeah, like I said, why did I keep forgetting the pros and the cons? Normally I start with the pros and the cons and then I do my review. But um, let's hop in the pros and the cons before we start the plot of the re uh, review and enter the spoiler section. But I'll let you know right before we got in the spoiler section. So the score, I don't think it's kind of like the score does not hit like that. Dun, 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 you know, I don't feel like that hits quite as hard and i wish it would have for you know uh reasoning of feeling like it's the the theme of this uh, of the movie i feel like it doesn't hit as well um because they kind of wait till the very end to really play it in the credits and i'm like oh my gosh i was i was wanting this the whole time and they didn't play it enough for me so my thing was i like it and they didn't play it enough um the cast, once again, I think the cast is uh, actually pretty good. From the protagonist, the antagonist, everybody, you know, the I think everyone plays their part well. I think it becomes a little bit tonally uneven, and obviously the action is good. I'm I'm gonna tell you more about the action in in the spoiler section, but let me just say, the action's you know outstanding. I don't think it's better than the first movie, but it's still very impressive. The pacing of this movie is slightly un more uneven than the first one. The first one feels so much more uh, wrapped in like having to deal with the communist and having to deal with uh, this political turmoil. And this one feels like way more about the political spectrum of how uh, Westerners are uh, perceiving... Uh, the Chinese, specifically the Chinese. And with saying that, it does kind of paint the Westerners in a specific light where I'm like, okay, I understand they're assholes, but it's like everything they do feels just kind of like one note. I know that the Japanese in the first movie kind of felt one note, but even more to a degree that these uh, the, the Westerners in this movie feel even more like uh, uh, caricatures of bad guys. You know, they're almost too cackling. I was almost trying to predict if I was like, all right, they're going to turn the camera and now he's going to be cackling because it was, it was almost that predictable at some points. Um, so uh, the, the way that women are treated in this movie are about the same. You know, it's not that much difference from the first movie. I kind of talked about my feelings on that in the first movie. It's not really that much improved. You know, they're mostly there to serve the men. Um, there's even a part where I was like, I can't believe that he, he's just like letting his wife do his thing, but, um, do her thing. Um, so this one felt a little bit more, uh, by the book when it comes down to an action movie of an underdog having to go through the ranks and go to the highest level to defeat something, to become the best of whatever, you know? Um, so I, I did feel like it was a little bit more by the books, a little bit more um, predictable 
And the biggest problem that you have to overcome at any point, I think, is that you have to believe that uh, Western boxing would ever have a chance at beating uh, any sort of uh, martial arts of any kind. And in my opinion, I don't think that boxing would be able to hold a candle to almost any type of martial arts from any country at all. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that the way that, you know, boxing is held and the way that they hold themselves is so much to a specific point that I just feel like the martial arts are so much faster and so much more swift and so much more agile with what, what it comes down to. And boxing comes down to more brute strength and uh, stamina, in my opinion. I could be wrong that it's it's so much more skill and I, I could be completely off because I'm not a boxer, obviously, and I'm not a martial artist. Although I did practice martial arts for a little bit, but um, I did not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a master of anything. So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, this is strictly by just watching it. But you have to believe that, um, you know, boxing would be able to withstand any this martial arts at, at a certain point. And it's like I don't, I don't believe that even for a little bit. Like not, not even just a little bit. So. Um, at a $12 million budget, it's only $1 million more million than the first movie. Um, so they're keeping it relatively low. I can, that's probably good. Um, yeah, I was just like, okay, so that was the biggest thing you had to believe. I was like, all right, I don't know about that. Uh, let's... Oh, excuse me. Um, blame it on Celts. Let's hop into the spoiler section and the plot for the movie Ip Man 2. And as you predicted, yes, I will be having a little bit of my seltzer before we get this party started. Sorry, I look like ass. I was watching a Shark Tank episode before I was getting ready to record this, and this really intense episode came on. Like these people, these young kids lost their parents. They're just trying to sell a cutting board, and oh my gosh, you know all the sharks are losing. I was like, ah! so uh, that was my face in between watching. Uh, Sorry, recording Ip Man 1 and 2, so that's why I kind of look like ass. Uh, so that's why I grabbed a seltzer. And, you know, pump up the jam, pump up the volume, pump up the uh, Ip Man 2 Wing Chun Master. Whoops, you already know. We back. Wing Chun Master Ip Man and his family moved to Hong Kong in 1949 after their escape from Japanese-occupied Foshan in uh, 1950. Ip desires to open a school to propagate his art, um, as well as make a living during the difficult times. And remember, he's still struggling after what happened in Japan in the first movie. Um, he struggles to attract students during his lack of reputation in the city. 
one day, uh, which I can't believe that he has no reputation. I feel like that this dude would be a considerably just a major badass after what happened at the end of the first one and getting shot in the shoulder or whatever and like all that shit that like that was some crazy shit. Um, so also I got to say Cho from the first movie, that dude just gets like shot like randomly right right before the credits come on or right as the credits come on just like done done i was like dude i can't believe they did him like that uh i, I was like dude, maybe they just didn't want this guy in the movie but then that doesn't make sense why he's in the movie later anyways um so one day a young man named wong shun lung appears and promptly challenges ip to a fight but is easily defeated uh, humiliated Wong leaves only to return later with some friends to gang up on him. Ip easily beats them up as well. Stunned and impressed by Ip's skills, Wong and his friends become Ip's first students, bringing more disciples to help the school thrive. I gotta say that this whole plot almost feels like uh, Cobra Kai. I mean, basically, Ip Man is having to open up a Cobra Kai because the whole point of Cobra Kai is having to turn kind of, you know, little asshole bullies into fine gentlemen or not bullies to an extent. Um, and to be honest, it man is, there's this whole first section of this movie where he's trying to like teach these young men how to be good young men not to be starting fights which is kind of what they're doing i feel like half the time these guys are kind of they're they think they've they've no they they know uh wing chun and that they can whoop ass but you, they really can't whoop ass and they end up looking like assholes in the end anyway and you know later the neighborhood is like we can't we can't deal with this shit you know like like, come the fuck on. Like, you can't be teaching everybody in the goddamn town karate like the first movie and expect it all to be okay. So, I was like, alright. Um, I guess we gotta we gotta go with this. Um, it's kind of funny that, just like the first movie, people are just randomly showing up. I gotta fight this guy. I gotta fight this guy. I gotta fight this guy. It's just like, what the hell? Um, and... He, Ip Man is so, like, quote-unquote nice that he doesn't want to take any of their money. It's like, oh my gosh, this is this is getting ridiculous. So, um, anyways, they are starting to build a, quote-unquote, school. Um, and this whole part of, like, making the neighborhood better, starting this school, kind of getting out of this, you know, changing everything... Um, I don't feel like there's a lesson learned by the end of this movie. It completely changes from like, uh, we need to make the neighborhood better to like a, a political uh, uh, globalization. We need to respect each other kind of speech at the end. Uh, I, I was just like, it feels like they wrote the first half of this movie and then the studio came back and said, ah, we need a little bit more... Um, parody in it almost it, it it almost feels like it hits the level of parody um to an extent of how they are interpreting the western individuals but um 
I, and I'm not like like offended by it or anything like that. I mean, it's like it's it's be like the British if anyone would be offended, but I don't even think that it's like offensive. Offensive. It's just like so one sided. It's like there's there there's so evil to an extent. It's like unbelievable is what I'm saying. Um. So uh, let me see. Wong is later confronted by Hanga Hanga uh, students while promoting promotional posters for Ip's school. One of them, Kai, Kai, challenges Wong to a fight and loses. But his friends take Wong hostage in revenge, demand in revenge and demand ransom from Ip. It's pretty intense because it's like the only money that Ip's been getting is a little bit from these kids. It's like what is what is he doing? He can't. He's like the best martial artist, but he can't make any money. I don't know what's going on. Um, and so he has to use the only money he has to get fucking what's his face Wong back. Uh, I don't like Wong throughout like most of this movie because I feel like he doesn't really come through to like be anything, any part of this movie at the end of this. I, like it, it just doesn't have anything to do with Wong, and he takes up so much of the time at the beginning, and Ips like. Like busting his ass to help them, you know. It's 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 just like these are not good kids. They're not redeemable, and it's not really. They're putting a lot of responsibility on it for absolutely no reason, just to kind of like push them in these situations, which it feels. This movie feels so much more contrived in a way that the first one didn't. I don't know if I, I I'm seeing that some people might say it, uh, it Man Two is a cult classic, which means maybe some people like a lot more than others. Um, I'm I'm curious what they're looking for in this movie that they didn't get in their first one. Why they why you do like it? Because I'm firm believer. I think I like It Man One much better, at least from the ending of It Man Two. Ip goes to the local wet market as directed. And I'm going to have some more uh, seltzer on my side. It's a raspberry flavor I'm having tonight. Ip goes to the local wet market as directed, but the meeting ends in a confrontation with a growing mob of Hunga students. Um... I gotta say, this is a really impressive fight. Um, just like when I talked about in the Fast and Furious, that not every movie is like the best movie ever, but there are impressive race scenes just like those. This has—I don't think this is like the most impressive movie, which I'm, I bet was gonna be. Uh, I bet some of the other It Man's are gonna be a little bit more impressive, but this section of it man fighting in the fish market with like 20 different people the coolest thing about donnie yen's fighting is how fast and how he's able to to uh, uh debilitates his uh opponent so quickly but not like to the point where he's going to kill them or something like that like there's a, a very subtle part where he has the blades of you know what they were using to chop the fish up or whatever and he flips them around just real quick real quickly so you that you see that he's when he's going to be hitting the uh his opponents that he's not hitting them with the sharp end and i thought it was small details like that i think make this still one of uh, uh a film of note it's not like they skimped on the details at all i think the story is just a little bit weaker in this and that's where my biggest quabble is but when it comes to the action i still think they were really packing 
uh, packing a punch, you know, and having the detail in it like that is what I really enjoyed. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And you can see how he's, how the hits he's doing would really hurt. I wouldn't want to get hit with any of the hits he's doing, but most of them aren't lethal enough. Um, and then when he's hitting with the like super fast thing, super fast fist, it's not like goofy in a way. I feel like like the they're getting hit it's like da 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 oh oh my back you know it's like all that craziness um so anyways um what do we have uh so fighting their way outside and an outnumbered ip and wong are rescued by jin sanzo uh the guy from the original original movie ip man um it's the guy that they they fucking his ear and later we find out that Jin uh, went deaf I know that we found out in the first movie he went deaf uh, I don't think we find out this, this movie he actually did go deaf and that's just crazy he's like I, I I, don't know where I'd be if you didn't make me if you didn't bust my eardrum and make me go deaf I'd be lost without you you know it's like oh my gosh he's, he's so thankful that he he lost his hearing to Ip Man it's like oh my gosh um, okay but I do like how they brought him back because he's clearly a baller and he's 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 just like he's he's really cool at uh really good at martial arts specifically Wing Chun. So Jin, a uh, martial artist, former bandit, and a rival of Ip, formal once rival of Ip, who comes to aid with his own gang. It's like if you can't beat him, join him. Join the family. Join the Ip family. <laughs> um. The student's uh, master and head of coalition of Hong Kong's martial arts clubs, Hung Chung Nam, arrives to break up the fight. Ip introduces himself and Hung informs him that before setting up school, he needs to attend a special ceremony to test his worth. Ip, Wong, and Jin are subsequently arrested by Officer Fatso. Um, every time they referred to this guy as Officer Fatso, I thought they were being very derogatory. This uh, turns out is that's his name apparently. I was like, oh shit, um, for disturbing the peace, but are later released on bail. Um, and that was like the rest of Ip's money. It's like, all right, well, I guess not eating this week. It's like, god dang, is he really? You, you just give him some freaking money. Um, oh yeah, they are actually. Released with the money from uh, the ho, the landlord guy, I guess, from yeah, his wife helping. Hung and Fatso act as reluctant collectors for the martial arts schools, including Hung's, as part of a protection racketed, sorry, racket headed by Superintendent Wallace, a corrupt officer in the Hong Kong Police Department. Um, and yeah, you. I don't think we find out specific why he's corrupt, but he's just doing like dirty dealings behind the scenes. Um, IP attends, uh, I, I keep seeing IP. Ip attends the uh, ceremony and defeats his first two challengers before striking a draw with the last challenger. Um, I gotta say, these fights are pretty badass. I mean, Ip is barely. He's first of all, he's modest as hell. Every time he defeats somebody, he's like, you know, he always says like, you know, thank you for letting me beat you. He's like always such a gentleman. The dude has too much class. The dude has too much swag. And so the first half of this movie is a true testament of bringing back 
the martial arts that we loved in the first movie. The second half is... I don't think that would ever happen. But let me just say... Let's just talk about this this first fight with these tables and Hung deciding to jump in there. Fucking badass is what it was. Um, IP attends the... uh, IP... Ip attends the ceremony and um, defeats the first two challengers before striking a draw with the last challenger, Hung. And I got to say, they were going... I mean, they were doing everything they could, blocking, attacking, defense while attacking, or, you know, the things that they were saying. And, uh, you know, using, you know, the master versus the student. And if you know the things that are going on behind the scenes, it's like you know that that was the guy that was responsible for making the moves of the first one. I mean, it's even more badass. But there does become a point where it's like the super fast punches they come to a point where they're just like all right now y'all just not actually fighting each other y'all just like slapping fists it's like what's going on (laughs) i was like this doesn't even look like a real fight um so at one point it does just look ridiculous but then uh you know some of the sidekicks and and you remember the elbows and in this are going to be the kicks so it was like um but it was very impressive seeing them fight um and so, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, so they, they do this like backflip, and they the the tables like, and they do like this backflip, and then both land like on the respective sides of the round table that they were first, you know, doing the dance on. Um, and then the you know Hung's like, God dang, this dude's a fucking baller. You know, you're in the club. It's gonna cost you like. A hundred bucks a month or something like that for uh, monthly fees. And a hundred bucks at the time of 1950 is quite a lot. That's like a, that's got to, that would have probably been like 500 to a thousand dollars at that point. Um, And there's absolutely no way that, um, you know, it man was going to be able to pay that, especially with him being able to barely pay his bills as is. So, um, that was the way that they were going to try to get them, get, keep him out was, you know, from, you know, I thought that it was going to be like a capitalism, classism, warfare kind of thing. Uh, that was going to be the big impending thing that was holding it man back this, uh, movie because the first half of this movie is there's a money problem. The second half is, all right, now there's some Western racist assholes re- revenge story, you know? It's like, what was, did, did he, did we fix the problem of the first hour? Did, did I miss that? Um, so he, I mean, he might, he probably did win a lot of money for the fight at the end, but I'm just saying. Um, so anyways, uh, let me see. Ip is allowed to keep running his, uh, okay, so. So he's striking a draw with the last challenger, Hung. Ip is allowed to keep running his school on the condition that he is he pays his monthly protection fees. Protection fees. That sounds like well, I don't know. It's like oh, we'll protect you, but you gotta pay extra for that. Hmm. So he declines. In response, Hung has his students loiter in front of the Wing Chun school and harass anyone interested, uh, causing a street brawl. But between them and uh, Ip's disciples. 
Ip is thus forced by his landlord to close up and move the school to his home. Um, so they are kind of kind of like forcing Ip in a position where it's like, I don't know if I'd believe that this is what would happen. And Ip's students are, you know, they're being antagonized and being told all these things, but they have some responsibility on their hands too. It's like, it's like just because these people are, you know, bugging you don't mean you start throwing pots and shit like that. It's like you fuck some shit up. Like you can't be doing all that. So, um, let me see what we got right here. Ip, um, yeah, so he brings everybody back to the house. I thought there was going to be some cool things where people are going to start helping around the house, helping with Ip's pregnant wife, who no one seems to be helping her with anything, even throughout the end of the movie. She, no, no one's even helping her. So um, what else do we have? Uh, Ip soon confronts Hung, who blames him for the recent events, since he refused to pay protection fees, whereas Ip criticizes Hung's management of his students. Hung insists that he is doing what he must and also insists that they finish their fight. Fight! Psh, psh, psh. Like, no, he's just like, all right, that I guess they're going to finish their fight right there in the middle of what's going on. During this encounter, Ip stops Hung from accidentally kicking his own son when he suddenly appears with his, like, lollipop. I was like, what the fuck is this lollipop sitting around behind Donnie Yen's ass? And then you turn around, and it's fucking Hung's son. And he almost pushed his son with a fucking Judy kick to the fucking face, Hung. Dude, watch the fuck out, man. You got, like, eight kids. If you're throwing Judy kicks around, you're going to be knocking one of their asses out. Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh, get me all worked up. Oh. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, he he not only whoops his ass uh, mentally, but he also does emotionally and tells him he needs to. Uh, he suggests that Hung spend more time with his family by having dinner with them, as it's more important than settling a duel. Um, uh, earning. Hung's respect as a result. I mean, like, dude, Hung, you need to take it easy. First of all, you're like 50 plus, and you need to take it, take it easy at that age. You can't be just throwing throwing Judy kicks, Judy chops all left and right and just expect Donnie Yen to just sit there and say it's all good. So, you know, just take that into consideration. And, you know, so that was that was one thing. Um, and that was funny how fast the family just shows up. Well, hello, is anything going on? Did we miss anything? And y'all didn't just hear them going, ah, ah, ah. What the hell did you think that sound was, uh, lady? Like, did you not think your your husband was just finishing, you know, a conversation? What, what, what did you think was all the sounds? I don't know. <clears throat> Anyways, losing my voice. Um, let me see. So, um... He earns Hung's respect as a result. Ip leaves, and the next day, uh, Hung invites him to a British boxing match he has helped to set up, quietly coming to terms with him. Um, knowing where this boxing competition, <clears throat> boxing match ends at the end, it's, it's extremely sad that the, uh, the terms that... Uh, it man is getting these uh these tickets um 
the con- the boxing competition allows for uh, demonstration by the various martial arts schools to help promote themselves and their Chinese culture. However, the event star boxer Taylor the Twister Miller openly insults and attacks the students, causing a brawl that the masters try to quell. Twister. <clears throat> Twister challenges Hung to a fight, saying that he will apologize to the Chinese for the racist behavior if Hung can beat him, which Hung accepts, which is, I didn't believe that anybody would let this Twister asshole guy do any of the things that he would be able to do. Um, maybe in the 30s, I guess, just be a, a flaming racist, openly asshole, and that's how... The, that's that's how they wanted this guy to be portrayed, and I did find it interesting that they they had. Uh, I guess they were trying to have it against British uh, colonial uh, colonial uh, boxing matches, I guess. Um, but anyways, um, versus American, I, I I didn't really I didn't catch that till later when he has the flag running around, and I guess I should have heard it because he has this the the one soldier has the really thick british accent um see i I think that's that's really got to be i wonder if that's that's going to be based off of somebody i was trying to click it to see if his name would uh show any more details about it i don't think it does um twister challenges hung to a fight saying that he will apologize to the chinese for the racist behavior he was like calling them like you, you know like yellow and saying some very racist uh and inappropriate things about the the Chinese culture and it's like oh my gosh dude you need to take it easy um so he said he would apologize if Hung can beat him which Hung accepts at first Hung's wider range of skills allow him to overcome nat- Twister's natural size and muscular physique but he eventually succumbs to Twister's sheer power um hindered by his asthma Hung is beaten to death against the ropes as he refuses to concede and allow the man to insult his culture and people. And so this became very difficult to watch, even though uh, the first little bit of the fight is is pretty interesting. I was like, wow, this could be a very interesting fight to see if uh, how martial arts would you'd would even be choreographed in the same way fight against a a western boxer and so at first i thought that concept would be really cool but it ends up just turning to be the boxer just has to cover himself basically half the time while the the person performing martial arts either hits him with some judy legs like hit him with the legs or hit him in the torso or hit him with the uh neck neck slice you know, you hit him with so many different things. You don't even know what's gonna what's gonna come from it. So, uh, I thought it was going to be kind of slam dunk uh, martial arts versus uh, the boxing um, versus uh, the Western boxing, and it just wasn't in a way. I didn't know if it was believable with how fast and how, like I said, OP, overpowered Ip Man was in the first movie. And this movie doesn't even feel like he's hindered from the shot that he was sustaining from. 
um, from the first movie. It doesn't it doesn't affect him at all. Um, so for the first little bit of the fight of Hung versus the uh, the Twister, it's like oh okay, so it's it's kind of equally matched. And then at one point I'm like oh shit, Hung is going to literally sacrifice himself. I was like it's literally going to go down like this. I was like fuck, why does he got to do this? And so it was hard to watch. Uh, just the punches of this uh, of this boxer hitting this old man, old, older man, um, that is having trouble to, trouble breathing at this point in the um, story, and it's like, oh my god, this is this is hard to watch. I wanted it man to jump in the ring at that moment. He you see him try to like grab a towel to throw in, and I feel like the art they. Sh- it was almost to an unbelievable degree how how hard this guy was like hanging in there just getting punched side to side to side i was like oh my god this is just like uh, this is excruciating to watch just becomes like torture porn at a, a certain point point because it's like it's like a punch look at the crowd punch another look at the crowd punch another look at the crowd he's down and then he tries to get back up another another punch i was like gosh just stay down and he literally he the the fucking ref the worst refs in this movie literally where the fuck were they stop the fucking fight like you see this guy is barely hanging on he's just like he's about to fall the fuck over and when he does fall over they're like are you good you know and i swear um in boxing movies it becomes a little bit predictable um i won't say all the box movies that this does but how often in boxing movies does uh the antagonist and the pro you know the protagonist you know they're fighting each other it's like uh, and it's like each one of them has to get a lick on each other it felt like this was too predictable about like um everyone has to get an equal amount of punches one person our guy goes down their guy goes down our guy gets some licks in their guy gets some licks in and then all of a sudden there's an unfair whack off you know when the bell has already been hit i was like how often does this happen and so it becomes a little bit predictable with that um let me see where we're at in here. I got a little off track. But anyways, he's beaten to death against the ropes and refuses to concede. And that's just like kind of how it kind of felt like how the end of the movie, the first movie, It Man, ended. The thing was, I didn't believe that they would let this fight go this this far. And, and then to resolve it with another fight, did nobody learn anything? What the fuck? It was... <laughs> like holy shit y'all literally didn't learn anything so news of hung's death rapidly spreads throughout the city enraging the chinese populace uh wallace arrests and tortures ling kong for publishing the news that fatso saves him but but fatso saves him and releases him with no charges um i thought this guy that published the news was fucking done i he's getting his hands broke by the chinese uh british government guy and I was just like, this guy is fucking done. But he continues to publish the news. And I was like, this guy has got some fucking cojones. And Fatso even says, you have, you know this you know, death's coming for you, man. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is done. Um, a conference was held the following day where uh, Wallace falsely claimed that Hung's uh, fault on 
sorry, that it was Hung's fault on uh, why the fight happened and how it resulted to his death. Twister announces that in order to clear his name, he will accept any challenge from the Chinese to participate in a fair boxing, uh, public boxing match, but arrogantly boasts that he could kill every Chinese boxer in Hong Kong and doubts any of the Chinese are brave enough to face him. Like, they are just trying to, like, make this guy, like, the ultimate evil... Oh, yeah, I kept looking at this uh, guy that played Taylor Twister, the Miller, or whatever. Uh... I swear this guy looks like an evil uh, Henry Cavill. The, the dude is really cut and in great shape, not going to lie. But he looks like a strange combination of like Henry Cavill and that one guy from The Matrix. Um, I can't think of his name, but, uh, you know, the guy is always like Mr. Anderson guy. Uh, uh, God, well, it starts with an H, I think. I can't can't think of it right now. Anyways, if, if I think of it, I'll, I'll remember. Um I'll mention it. So, um, so anyways, what do we have on uh, why the fight happened? It was a twist. So, yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why you why you would have another boxing match just to clear all the names? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and, and then he just continuously is telling people, you know, you know, I'll like this thing right here. First of all, I'm gonna I'm going to insolve. Chinese people I can by saying all the derogatory most racist things I can and then uh, like this uh, cultural icon that you use in uh, in Chinese uh, rituals and I'm just going to defame all of it uh, and it's just like this guy is the worst um, so they almost go to a, a laughable degree of making this guy terrible so Ip arrives and challenges Twister to a fight while Fatso and the press secretly plot against Wallace. As uh, his wife goes into labor, it finishes training and begins his fight with Twister. There's this one part where we see it like going through all of the fighting of the sorry, all of, not all of the fighting, all the montage of him training to fight. And his wife is getting ready, is going into labor at a certain point. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be like, wow, his wife is so dedicated to him that she doesn't even want to uh, ruin his or 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 like you know stop him from training because this is such a big fight that she is going to have this kid and not tell him at all. I I wondered if this was like part of the trivia or anything or if this had really happened. I don't think this fight actually happened. I think this is kind of like just like a made up story of some sort and. Could be wrong. I could find out some more information and find out that's wrong. I, I, but I don't think this actually happened. But I thought it was a weird detail just to leave in there. Uh, I know they wanted him to be like surprised that she's had the kid, but it's like I think he wants to be there while she's having, you know, his kid. I guess right. I was, I, she's like, let let him finish. I'm just gonna have the baby. I'm just gonna have the baby. I'm just gonna. I, was like, I think he, okay. I guess just let him finish and dedication dedication the fight prevails and you know goes on the good fight goes on so it finishes training and begins his fight with twister using his more diverse technique and great speed against twister's sheer muscle um i like it man doesn't exactly learn anything in my opinion in this movie from hong or from 
really the majority of the first half of the movie besides he probably shouldn't be running a school uh, or a business he should be working for somebody else but um honestly i was just like there's nothing he's doing or that he's learned that makes it that much different and i feel like he is such a badass in the first movie and he defeats the bad guy in the first movie so fast he does the bad guy in the first movie doesn't even know what fucking hit him he's like like that they have to like dull out it man's ability in this movie the first little bit to believe that he's slower than than the twister is not believable at all that my my biggest problem is the dude is so fast that i feel like if you blink you've missed three you've missed three hits in the same time of which it would be one punch uh from uh fucking uh the twister like it only feels like about half the time that he's fighting the twister that they could actually have it man go full throttle because what it does okay so what he does at the end of this match is what he should have been doing the entire match and is when he's blocking you know when he's blocking something that he's he's hitting another muscle or something like that and so he's defending one hit while he's debilitating another armor of some sort so he's doing like a two for one punch you know defend punch or something like that and I felt like they kind of had to make it man get hit a few times to like you know not shake him up a little bit to make him look like he wasn't gonna win and there were several times I was like damn they're really just letting him get you know punched down and one thing I thought that was hilarious is that the the they're actually boxing with boxing gloves and he's not using gloves so it's just like a guy has boxing gloves and he goes no. I know that they wouldn't just for the sake of it, they would have to do it that way, but it's just kind of goofy looking at that point. I don't know what it is, but anyways, um, so yeah, to to believe that it man would not absolutely rip this guy a fucking new one immediately after Hung is beaten to death is absolutely insane. That's what it should have been. It man should have just taken him out right fucking then and there, and just destroyed him and so he ends up doing it eventually but it takes him in a minute so um ip man ip is pro prohibited uh from kicking due to the judges changing the rules during the match which is i mean you have to the dude is uh, is whooping this guy's ass at that point even uh you know uh, muffing his kicks and taking his kicks away he's still a badass Later, he receives an illegal punch from Twister, through the, uh, though the bell was rung. And it's not like he wasn't looking directly at him. That was one thing. I was expecting Twister to do like a, a side punch and hit Don, uh, Donnie Yen in the back of the head. Or, you know, it man, knock him, knock him when he's not looking. Uh, but he's looking directly at the guy. Like, dude, you see the punch coming, duck, man. You're so fucking fast in the first movie that to believe that you're 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 moving any slower at this point is just it's hard to believe. Especially with, dude, you fought ten guys. You fought ten guys in the first half of this movie, and you can't fight this one asshole. Like it's just, uh, it's not believable. It it would only be believable if the boxer had a really hard punch that he got in like the first round where he just shook. 
it man up to the point where it was like, oh my gosh. And maybe not even having the judges intervene at all. Have the boxer be so good that he knows to punch him in the leg somewhere where it man is just like, oh my leg, you know, just let, let the boxing and fighting kind of uh, debilitate what's happening in the fight. Like I feel like it's kind of uneven with what's happening, you know? So they have to use the judges to, to, to uh, remove the, the legs from this. So later he receives an illegal punch from Twister though, though the bell was wrong. Uh, through some flashbacks, which is probably through that punch he got from, he's like, <laughs> some, that punch took him through some flashbacks. Inspired by Hung's patriotic spirit, Ip regains himself and changes his strategy by attacking Twister's arms to weaken him, ultimately uh, defeating him. So um, he has this like flashback of like him telling Hung... That he needs to attack his ribs and that Hung's like, it's too hard. And as he's like, oh shit, that's the key. That's what I needed to know. And it's like, is that the key really that it's too hard? Like sometimes the writing in this is like, ah, uh, that's not a, that's not a connecting piece, sir. That's, that's, that's not an aha moment. That's not an aha line. That's not a, a big line where you're going to learn anything. You need to like, in my opinion, you have to spell it out a little bit more for people here, at least for me. I'm, I'm. I was like, wait, what? It's too hard to punch him in the chest. So he's like, aha. And I, it all comes together now, you know? So, um, let me see. Uh, okay, so he ultimately defeats the uh, the Twister. I mean, he's fucking fucking his shit up. Psh, psh, his arms, legs, psh, psh, his head. Psh, 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 oh, going everywhere. And then freaking goes down it man's like like i like he's gonna kill him at this point but i was like god dang and once again the ref is taking his sweet motherfucking time to stop any match the dude the the ref needs to be shown getting paid on the side because he literally is watching people getting beat to death like what the fuck it's all of a sudden it literally is mortal Kombat. um so uh, while the Chinese celebrate, Wallace is arrested by his superiors for corruption and an abuse of power after Fatso secretly reports him. Ip gives a speech to the audience, stating that despite the differences between their race and culture, he wishes for everyone to respect each other, regardless of their individual status. Um, yeah, and I don't really feel like that them being... Uh, I guess they talk about him being a little bit poor throughout this but it's not like that is that wasn't what the boxer was saying he wasn't like saying i'm rich and you're poor that he was being strictly like racist and saying you know how much better he was than how much he was better than the chinese and he was just like no one would ever believe that they would be following him i i feel like he would be disowned from his country of some sort oh my goodness so um both the western and the chinese audience give him a standing ovation while twister's manager disapproves fucking asshole he was like poppycock he stands up and leaves without a word shaking his head all the way (laughs) all the way 
Ip goes home and reunites with his family, meeting his uh, newborn son, Ip Ching. Ip is later introduced to a boy named Bruce Lee, who wishes to learn Wing Chun in order to beat up people he does not like. Ip smiles and simply tells him to come back when he has grown up. So, I thought that that was a cool little uh, Easter egg at the end of that. Um, wanted to see if there's any other like small tidbits that we wanted to uh, discuss. I think we did discuss most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, Hung. He literally... Uh, Sammo Hung, the guy that is responsible for doing the action in the first movie and is the master in the second movie, I feel like his... Um, so he had been going under uh, some health issues and stuff like that. Like, what was it? Um, while filming a scene... Okay, Hung performed his own stunts in the film, which led him receiving uh, several injuries during the filming. While receive, uh, filming a scene, Hung was struck in the face by co-star Darren Shalev. Um, he insisted on completing the shoot before going to the hospital, not wanting his injuries to hinder the pro production process. Hung spent five hours trying to complete the, the scene before going to the hospital for four stitches. Good lord, this guy was a badass. After the completion of the filming, Hung expressed that he was dissatisfied with the fight sequences involving his character, presumably due to his heart condition. Um, so he had a heart condition doing this entire thing? It's like, good lord, this guy was going hard. He also stated that he ha has plans to challenge Yin in the future film. Although I'm the martial arts choreographer, our moves are all rather regulated, being confined by the script. So I made a pact with Donnie Yen to have a rematch next year if the opportunity arises. And so, yeah, I mean, literally, this guy was doing some crazy crazy stuff. The The filming of the martial arts sequences were choreographed by Sam Ohung. Um, and uh, he had undergone major cardiac uh, surgery, is what they said. Um, when he returned to the set, his dramatic scenes in the film were or film first with this fight sequences being filmed last. So, I mean, the dude is going hard. I got to say that. Um, the sequel, let me see. Um, looks like they clashed with other producers about naming that the grand grand master Ip man was another movie. I think that was actually being, uh, produced at the time. So they had to name it Ip man Two: legend of the grand master. Um, kind of interesting a little bit. Grant the Grand Master, I think based uh I think that is based off of It Man was released in twenty thirteen. So yeah, a lot of interesting facts, a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes. But uh let me know how I can improve on the podcast. Let me know how I can improve on uh the reviews. This one was more like a seven out of ten for me. The last one was like an eight out of ten. Um this is uh a little bit it's not quite as fun as the first one, in my opinion, and uh, the fighting scenes uh, aren't always as believable as the first one, but I still had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of entertainment I gained from it, and uh, yeah, it definitely makes me want to continue on the Ip Man series. I don't know if I'm going to go quite jumping into the third and fourth yet this quickly, but at least we have the first two under our belt, and we understand what these films are actually about. 
So let me know how I can improve the podcast. Let me know how um, we can get a better reviews, thumbs up, subscribe, follow Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to donate, PayPal or Patreon to get all the podcasts early. Um, I've got three tiers. Check them out. They'll pop up for you. Um, and uh, all the descriptions and links are in the description. Um, thank you for Eat listening, money. watching Luck It Out Podcast. Take it easy. Well, the dancing. What's all this in pantomime? <laughs>